Hi, Bill. You look happy. That's because we're about to share another Soul Talks conversation with our friends. It is fun to picture the faces of you who are listening, men and women in ministry and business, small group leaders, counselors, and spiritual directors, students, parents, and grandparents. We're thankful for your love and service to Christ. If you're new to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier, welcome. We're glad to have you in our community. We invite you into our home as we talk for the next 20 minutes on life, love, and leadership with Jesus. Well, I want to say welcome to our Soul Talks friends who are with us today. And actually, I think, Bill, that they're probably very happy to be with us only in the audio form today because it is sweltering hot here in our our home where we're recording. And as usual, we're not running air conditioning to save money. (laughs) And also because of the sound, we don't want it to come across kind of interfering. No, we want our listeners to feel like they're right here with us in our home as we're having this conversation together. Yeah, so hopefully they're not as hot as we are. Yeah. (laughs) So it's been so fun, Bill, for us to hear from our friends who listen in to our soul talks and they send us an email or a text or, you know, on social media, they send us a message or a comment and they say, you know, oh, just listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. You know, this was really helpful or... They ask us a question, you know, kind of following up on something. Mm -hmm. And it's really been a blessing. It's really been fun to get that feedback because we kind of in faith just put this out there and abandon it to the Lord and pray and ask that he'll use it. But it's fun to be getting feedback. It really gets to the whole point of Soul Talks, which is a conversation. It is. Yeah. You and I are in a conversation with the Lord and with our listeners. Right. And I love them jumping in and entering into it with us. And I want our listeners to know God uses you to encourage Bill and I, because there are times when I start to just kind of feel like, oh, is this worth it? Is this making a difference? Because we don't get a ton of feedback. We can't see people's faces responding. Right, yeah. We can't know if it's striking right. a chord or not. And so I just want to thank you because you do encourage us mm-hmm. when you let us know. I'm still with you. I'm still listening. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't forgotten. I'm not, it's not old news anymore, you know. And God's still using, you know, you and, and your faithfulness in this to grow me and encourage me. Yeah, and we just love those questions, you know, I, just to elaborate on that a bit more. It just really gets the juices going with mm-hmm. sort of what's, what are people receiving from us? How are they being helped? And what's maybe not clear or what other issues are brought up by what we've talked about? That helps. So you have a question from one of our listeners for us to Yeah, our answer. friend Michael Frazier in Savannah, Georgia. He's a pastor there. and. I really appreciate you, Michael, and having you along with us listening. And you had a great question that you asked me on Facebook. It's fun to be Michael's Facebook friend and would be happy to have any of you as my Facebook friend. You just go to Facebook and look up Bill Galtier and friend me and we'll be connected. And every day you'll get a post like this one. Renewing your mind in scripture is like breathing. You have to do it continually to stay alive. Memorizing scripture and turning it over and over in your mind is fundamental to living in the abundant life of God that Jesus brings. And so Michael read that and said, thank you, Bill. This is excellent. And I appreciate your example in this. Maybe this would be a topic for a podcast. How do you do this? What passages do you recommend? Great question. And it's been something that God's been teaching us how to do this, how to feed more on a scripture. You know, of course, we started 
doing it with just reading our Bible, and that's a great way to do it. But there's a way that can help you do it even when you don't have your Bible in front of you. That's key, isn't it? Yeah, it is key. And so for us, it's been a gift to learn to memorize passages of Scripture that we can have with us wherever we go, with our eyes closed, when we're in a dental chair, you know, getting operated on, or in our cars, you know, driving, or sitting in traffic, or in bed in the middle of the night when we wake up. Many different times to be able to just take, pick up that scripture that we've memorized and breathe, <laughs> breathe and internalize it. And I think there's a couple things that help me with that, Bill. One is having like a whole chapter of, of scripture, like a whole psalm or a whole chapter like Romans 8 that I can just keep turning over and keep going through. And the having that, the focus of that and staying with that helps me to keep my mind engaged and concentrated and not distracted. Let me just interrupting you here to elaborate on that a bit, because some of our listeners are about to tune out when you talk about memorizing a whole chapter of scripture, like, oh my gosh, I couldn't do that. Yeah, well, I would have thought that too. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I started with a really short one, Psalm 1. It was pretty mm-hmm. easy. It was pretty visual. You've got yeah. the, the men walking, standing, sitting, the tree planted by the living water with mm-hmm. the roots going down and then the leaves blowing away in the wind. And it's, so it's, it's got a lot of visual imagery that helped me to memorize and it's kind of a little bit poetic and it's somewhat familiar. It's when you hear portions of quite a bit. So that was an easy one just for me to test it and say, can I do this? Memory is like a muscle. As you work it, it gets stronger and stronger and you're, you're better able to absorb and retain. Right. And Psalm 23 was another one of the first ones. I, you know, very easy again, the imagery, the commonality in which we hear it. But working that muscle was something that wasn't overworking it out. You know, you start small with exercise. Same with that, memory muscle. So you built up to Romans 8. I did. That one took me a year to memorize, though. <laughs> I watched you do that. You did it in chunks. I did. I just carried the passage with me all the time in my pocket. So when I was waiting to pick up the kids... Or waiting in line at Disneyland, I remember, you know, memorizing part of it. Waiting at a dressing room when I was helping my daughter find a prom dress, and she was trying on some dresses, and I was outside mm. the door waiting to see the dresses. Different places, just staying with it up at Forest Home Mother-Daughter Retreat, working mm. on it as I was walking, you know, and the girls were playing in the playground. And this, so this whole process over the course of the year where you're bringing Romans 8 out and, you know, rereading it and memorizing verse after verse— that's meaningful to you. That's helpful to you. You're praying the scripture even then. It's super helpful. Yeah, I am praying it because one of the things that helps me to memorize it is to think about what it means. What's Paul really saying? What does this word mean? What's God saying through Paul? Why was this written this way? Why did that sentence follow this sentence? You know, why is this paragraph here, not there? What else does scripture say about this? And so it gets you thinking. Get you immersed in it. Now, oftentimes I would ask you, it would get conversations started between you and I. Or I remember one time being on a jog and memorizing the portion that if anyone does not belong to Christ. And so I was thinking about that and I was thinking, oh, I belong to Christ just like I belong to Bill. And I looked down at my wedding ring. And so then when I would memorize that passage, I would think about that. And and it was like God gave me that visual Mm -hmm. of belonging to him. Yeah, that's called a mnemonic device, right? It's helping you to memorize. Yeah. And so that it was a new insight, though, into the scripture to think, oh, I belong to Christ like I belong to you. Yeah. And that's the real heart of it, is that it was helping you to connect to that intimacy with the Lord. That's right. That's beautiful. Right. And so then that has been a real gift. It was like 
Jesus put a wedding ring on my finger mm. right then and oh, there. Wow. Yeah, you never told me that story. Well, I'm glad I got to today. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Thanks. Yeah. How about for you? What do you think in response to my Yeah, question? well, you know, I'm just thinking about uh, what I was doing uh, this Sunday morning and my Sabbath day. And I got up early and went out to the uh, Bomber Canyon near our house here and was uh, trail running, one of my favorite things to do, to run up in the hills and just to be in God's creation and beauty and big sky and quiet and solitude and just, you know, all alone and just bring a scripture with me and use it to help me pray. And so I pulled out First Peter 5, verses 1 to 12, which I'd memorized before. It's a great passage for everybody who is in ministry of any kind, whether it's a pastor or small group leader or a Christian leader in business or a parent, really all of us in one way or another, we're leaders. There's people that, that look to us and look to our influence, uh, even just inviting people into our home and b- being hospitable. That's a form of leadership. I mean, there's so many different ways that God calls us to be leaders. And Peter's talking about the importance of coming under Christ, the chief shepherd, and humbling ourselves. And so I was rememorizing that. And I uh, most of the, the time, it was, it was a long run. I went nine miles. So I had an uh, hour and a half or so that I was running and hiking and just enjoying the creation, enjoying the word of God. And I was really keying in on the the middle section there with verse five, all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And, you know, that's the kind of person I want to be. It's the kind of counselor I want to be. It's the kind of husband and father, kind of leader I want to be, is someone who is clothed in humility. And see, there again is the visual. I so appreciate that, that imagery. It's like, yes, I can just be wrapped in the humility of Christ. It's like Jesus is embracing me, you see. And then I'm coming under the mighty hand of the Lord that stretches down from heaven you know, and it's a strong hand, but it's soft and caring. And then he's lifting me up, you know, not my ambition. I'm not racing out ahead to make things happen and be successful in the way in terms of outward measurements of success, but I'm I'm seeking to serve and honor the Lord and keep in step with him and let his timing be such that he gives the opportunities and he brings the fruit as I'm in sync with him. And so it's just, you know, so encouraging for me. And then the the verse, you know, casting your anxiety on him and and I, as I was meditating on that, I was realizing that yeah, well that's really how it works that it's through being humble and submissive before the almighty Lord that I come to feel his care and I'm abandoning the outcomes to God as we talk about. And that's where the peace comes. And when I'm not at peace, it's because I'm not being humble under the, the hand of the Lord. I'm not waiting for him to, to guide me or to lift me. I'm out on my own trying to control something or trying to push something or trying to please somebody. And that just creates a lot of internalized stress and, and worry. So one of the things that I hear that you're doing there as you are meditating on the scripture passage and you're thinking about it and you're, you're rereading it, you're reading it and rereading it, but you're also, it sounds like, applying it to your life. How do I need to breathe in and actually receive this instruction, this truth, this word? And you're looking to it as if there is a grace for you from God 
in it to receive and apply to your life today. And so then I hear you doing that. You're saying, oh, humility, clothing and humility, that's a gift for me. That's something I need. I need to be clothed in humility. Well, why do I need that? And then you're thinking about the reason why you need that. And you're thinking like, even if, if we back up before that, you said it's written to leaders and you're saying, well, you're looking, you're identifying ways you're a leader and how it applies to you and how the Lord is speaking to you as a leader. Yeah. I started going through a number of specific situations in our soul shepherding ministry with different programs, uh, decisions that we're needing to make, uh, different communities that we're involved in. And I'm praying these words from Peter over those situations. And I'm humbling myself before the Lord. I'm saying, Lord, I, I wait on, on your hand to guide and your hand to lift me up. And I'm casting my cares on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, applying it to your life, interacting with the Lord in conversation from the scripture. So you're going from meditating on scripture to praying and conversing with the Lord, and then back to listening to him through his word, through directing your mind back to the scripture. Then you're having a conversation within yourself about how you feel and how you need this and where maybe you've been missing this. Yeah, it, it just the meditation on scripture naturally leads into confession of mm-hmm. hurt and stress and sin and you know places where I need God's grace. I need not only his, uh, we think of grace as unmerited favor, it is ours uh, through Christ and his work on the cross, but grace uh, is certainly that, but it's larger than that. Grace mm-hmm. is God acting in our lives, God doing yeah. wonderful things things shining in his smile and his favor and his blessings upon us that we don't deserve. And he's acting and we can participate with him in that. So I'm using the scripture to help me tap into the reality of the presence of the living Christ and his power. And I'm using it to in a very simple way to keep my mind refocused and recentered on the Lord. Because, you know, naturally when we're doing anything, including prayer, our, our minds will wander in different directions. So the scripture that I've memorized is bringing me back into, oh yeah, I'm praying about humility. I'm praying about my leadership. And then of course, I'm not just praying for myself. I'm praying for you, for our kids, for people in our ministry and all different kinds of people the Lord is bringing to mind. And and I'm using the scripture now to point my prayers for those people. So how do you pick a scripture? How did you happen to pick that scripture this Sunday when you were going to go for a trail run? Well, I picked it in part because we're going to be leading our TLC four for a community of pastors and leaders on spiritual leadership. And this is one of the scriptures that we use that week as part of our rhythm of life. And we ask everybody to uh, be reading that and meditating on that and memorize it if they can. And so I'm preparing for that. And it's a scripture that I love. And this is a, a month where we set aside some time for leadership issues and vision and strategy and getting some uh, back-end work done and not having as many meetings as we normally do and as many groups as we normally do. And so leadership is very much on my mind and I've been reading some books on leadership and I want to have my mind renewed by what God says about leadership. And it's very countercultural and there's no better place to turn than first Peter five. Well, and I found honey that as we've been doing this, that it becomes something that we crave, that I crave At first, I started out doing it as a discipline. I'm going to do this as an experience, as a discipline to see what will happen if I try to memorize a passage of Scripture. And then I found it to be so fruitful, I wanted more. And that's continued for me now for a decade of finding that, well, I want more, I want more. And so it's been helpful to me sometimes as I'm thinking and praying about, okay, what next? What would be the next Scripture that God would have me add to this, you know, wonderful gift treasure box? 
And you have a resource that's really been helpful to me in that on our website. Yeah, it's called Electric Bible Passages for Scripture Memory. And this is a list of my favorite scriptures, chapters and paragraphs of scripture that are just uh, especially powerful. And many of these are inspired by our friend and mentor, Dallas Willard, who really encouraged us in this practice, you know, inspired by Joshua 1.8, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but study it and meditate on it day and night that you might become prosperous and successful in all that you do. And so, yeah, there's just a whole range of scriptures here. Of course, the easy yoke passage, my favorite, which is the inspiration behind my book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. It's Matthew eleven twenty five to 30. There's uh, Philippians. I actually have the whole book of Philippians on here. It's amazing. Uh, you know, joy, joy, joy. Colossians, we've got the curriculum for Christlikeness, Colossians 3, 1 to 17, 1 Corinthians 13. You know, lots of different passages. And the idea here is that, of course, all of God's word is inspired and profitable for reading and for doctrine and for spiritual growth and for our guiding our lives. But you know, there's just no way around the fact that some of the, the scriptures are just especially uh, anointed. And maybe there's some individual difference on that, depending upon our personality and our need and so forth. But gosh, these are some of the high watermarks in God's word that I'm just referencing there. And they're all on this page, electric passages for scripture memory. Yeah. Well, it's been a great resource and I've been grateful for it and how God will speak into my life, you know, through these Psalms, these chapters of scripture. I remember listening to Dallas on CD in my car one time talking about Psalm 19, about the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul and thinking my soul needs restoring and I'm going to hide his word in my heart. I'm going to memorize it and meditate on it. And it has been restorative. Yeah. The law is all of God's counsel, all of his teaching, certainly the 10 commandments, but all of scripture is just good for us to have our lives oriented around and, and as you've really illustrated for us to feed off of God's word. And yeah, and it does reorient. You know, we were at a social gathering this weekend and I fell into the comparison mm. trap and I left that gathering judging myself and condemning myself that I wasn't like this person. And Romans 8 ministered to me as I meditated that night in bed there is therefore now no condemnation for you, Christy, mm. in Christ Jesus. Because I was condemning myself. Mm. And that comparison led to then the self-condemnation and the ways I felt like I was failing or I was inadequate or I was ineligible. And so that reorientation was just another example of how breathing in the breath of God's love to free me from the condemnation. Well, I wish we could go another 20 minutes, but it's time to close here. So offer a prayer for our listeners. Join me in that. Oh, Father God, what a blessing your word is to us. Thank you, Lord, for the Bible. And thank you for the ways that we can learn to pray your scripture and just to feed on it. Our souls are truly famished for your words that bring life. And so thank you for these reminders and this encouragement to draw nourishment from your life-giving words we might renew our minds and be transformed, as Romans 12, 1 and 2 teaches, being transformed by the renewing of our minds, not conformed to the pattern of this world, but as we are really absorbed with your wisdom and your grace that's revealed in the scriptures, then we can test and approve and live out what your perfect will is, God, your pleasing 
ways. Thank you, God. You're so good to us. Bless our listeners. Bless them with uh, significant feedings in your word and praying of the scripture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this episode of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. You'll find all our podcasts on soulshepherding.org. And while you're there, we hope you'll have fun discovering our other free resources to bless your soul and ministry. On Facebook, you can receive a daily encouraging word or prayer for me. Just friend Bill Galtier or follow Soul Shepherding. Until next time, let's keep in conversation with Christ.